Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, we're going to finish up our conversation with Bobby Chegwin, and we are talking about empty nest prep for your post-nest life. And today's information is just as good as Monday's information. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and sit back and enjoy the show. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grown-ups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred, it's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. I think the with relation to preparation, I am now wanting to get into high schools. I want to speak to parents of juniors because I think that's actually the sweet spot. What I'm coming to find Mm -hmm. is that when you have a junior, they're about 16 years old, they're becoming a little bit more independent, less reliant on mum to be around as much. They still Mm -hmm. need support, but they kind of they are kind of backing off a bit. They may have their own social circle. They may have a job. They may drive themselves. And this, I think, is the great time to give yourself roughly a two-year period where you can start working on yourself and working on your plan. And the great thing about that is that you don't have the grief and loss associated with making that plan. So, You're aware that the emotions will come in the book and within our group, we discuss the emotions and honoring them. So when the time comes when your child does leave home, you hopefully have a really clear outline of what your next step will be and who you are. And then you're more readily able to deal with the grief that will come because it's, I'm going to honor this. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to allow it to teach me even more. However, I know when the time comes to farewell these emotions, Mm -hmm. I've got my plan sitting here. Now, the plan might need a little bit more modification now that I'm learning even more about myself because we're all growing and evolving. Right, exactly. I've got the guts guts of who I am ready Mm -hmm. to mold that something that is into something, sorry, that is going to bring me joy. So I really hope to to get out to high schools in the coming year and, and connect beforehand because there is too much shock I have come to see mm-hmm. when women say goodbye. And 
I'm preparing myself to see an influx of this now that a lot of mums are taking their kids off to college. Um, it's around about this time. Is it end of July, early August, where kids are getting settled into college? So I'm sure, and I've seen it this morning, even a couple of women, new women on my Facebook group were like, oh, my goodness, this is happening. Yes. <laughs> what do I do? And it's like, okay, this is okay. We've got your back. Uh, and what, right. I like, what I like about our group is that, Going back to the whole suck it up, sweetheart theory, Mm -hmm. uh, there's, and it's only, I've only had to uh, remove one person from the group, but the group rules really stipulate that this is a non-judgmental, supportive, empathetic, and compassionate space. Mm -hmm. We absolutely do not do nasty and we do not do bitchy and, and, it's interesting because I think when you set intentions, mm-hmm. often you don't have to remind people, you know? Right. It, and so it's actually really lovely because, as I said, there's only been one person out of 500 that I had to remove because they were they were most likely coming from a place of hurt, so wanted to hurt others. And mm-hmm. that's that woman's prerogative, but I like to keep it really safe and supportive for everyone else in that group. Exactly. And, you know, there was a group that I was in that was just, it was bringing me down. I chose to leave that group. I didn't say anything or, you know, do anything negative in there at all because I'm just not that person. And I would never try to hurt somebody intentionally like that. But um, for me, it was just so, I was not in that place. So I had to remove myself from that group which I feel like is okay because it, you don't want to taint your own journey because mm. someone else is bringing you down. So I chose to remove myself from that specific group, but I stayed in some others that were great for me. Yeah. So I think that's where, you know, we really need to be self-aware on that end of things as well. But you were, I, okay, as an educator, first of all, I love the fact that you want to get into high schools and start preparing our parents mm-hmm. for this empty nest time in their life. That is such a great plan. I'm going to take this cough drop out because I've got juice running out my mouth. Sorry about this, guys. Can I touch? Can I share a little secret? Yes. In my head, and I hope to manifest it, in my <clears throat> head, I'm traveling around the U.S., in a Volkswagen van, the old retro style. Uh-huh. I've got like birds painted on the side and my best girlfriend here are traveling around the countryside going to high schools helping mums. That is such an amazing thing. Like, yes, I love it. But we don't know how to sing or play instruments. <laughs> well, you know what? You can always just get you a boom box. That's what the, if you're going to do retro, you might as well get a boom box. Um, I don't even know if they make boom boxes anymore, but maybe you can find one on eBay or something. But um, but I think that is just such a noble thing to do. And like, you're really thinking about the women at our stage of life. And so my podcast is not just geared for women who are already empty nesters. My podcast is also geared for those women who are going to be empty nesters soon. You know, we're in that midlife. You may have kids who are a year or two or maybe even three away from being out of the home. And then you're into that transitional stage where you are alone without kids. I mean, you have your spouse, maybe if you're married, but you basically, like you said, it's a different life. Yeah. But you have to think about the life 
before you had those kids, you, like you said, things get easier and you learn to accept it and it just becomes part of who you are after a while. And you like really learn to be that emptiness person who can rediscover themselves, just like you were uh, not a mom and then you became a mom. And yes, the first few months were probably pretty rough being a new mom, learning how to navigate life with an infant who is completely dependent on you. And now you have no one who's dependent on you. You're going to be okay. You're going to learn how to navigate that life. You're going to learn how to not cook for seven people. You're going to learn how to cook for one or two. And you're going to learn how to enjoy and embrace a house that doesn't have three boys who are beating the tar out of each other and wrestling and breaking things. And you're going to enjoy the fact that you have windows that are intact and doors that don't have BB holes in them because they shot them out and less trips to the emergency room. Yes, this is my life of three boys. I have done it all because they were rough (laughs) as they were growing up. So, you know, it's interesting that you said um, even earlier than juniors because it made me think, and this is from this country, I've been here five years now, so picked up a little bit. So kids are doing their college prep. Uh-huh. Why aren't we doing empty nest prep? Because they're going on to their new phase of life. Hang on, what about us? I know, I know, I know that we're so used to focusing on our kids, but we are going to be better for our kids if we focus on ourselves. And if we do make a plan and if we do serve ourselves and if we put ourselves into the place where we learn how we're going to be of service and we feed our own happy tank, what a great example of transition are we going to be for our kids? They're going to say, hey, well, you know what my mum did when Mm -hmm. I went off to college? She did her empty nest prep. And now when I'm in college and I'm learning this and this and this, my mum is doing this and this and this. And you will both, child and parent, will graduate. I don't really know what your graduation looks like, but I know my graduation after doing my uh, empty nest prepping via the post nest plan was a podcast, was a book, was a community, mm-hmm. was now an empty nest channel. It's about being of service in that area that I know, unfortunately, too intimately, but fortunately enough, so intimately that I can now go out and help other people. So this it should be college slash empty nest prep because yeah, I love that actually. Mm. Never even considered calling it that or thinking of it like that. But yes, you are co- you are completely correct. That is a great way to like get yourself prepared. And, you know, we're supposed to have it all together when we're older, when we're in our 40s and, and 50s. And I want to call bulldust on that because when we are having child, having child, having children, how many resources are out there for us? Mm-hmm. We're entering entering a whole new a whole new phase, a whole new way of life. Then, when we have newborns, there are books and resources. Mm-hmm. Then when we have toddlers, there are books and resources. Mm-hmm. Young kids, elementary kids, middle school kids, high school kids. There is so much focus on the kids and preparing mm-hmm. them for life. 
there should be prepping all the way along. There's not enough, in my book, enough talk around this subject. So because we're in our 40s or 50s, we're expected to have it all together. We've we've parented, so we're used to just having to... Um, having to come up with contingency plans, managing our emotions, solving problems, Mm -hmm. doing this and doing that. I don't think it's really understood enough that we need more support. We need a lot more support. We need a lot of resources, support, and mostly connection because I feel that is the first thing that is really going to help empty nest mums and why I created the group because you need to know this is any soon-to-be empty nest mum or current empty nest mum. You need to know that the support is out there, that there are people like you, that you are not strange, that you are not weird or abnormal. What mm-hmm. you're going to do is entirely normal. In fact, I would be a bit sceptical if there was no pain associated with empty nesting unless right. you're these people who was able to live totally in their own bubble and good for you. But for most of us, it's unfortunately not going to be that way. So connection, I think, is the first step in understanding that, hey, I've got a tribe here. There are chicks that get it and they can help me and allow me to express whatever I need to at any given stage. Yes. Um, so I, I think maybe, and maybe this is because I'm a selfish person. I don't know, but I am one of the few that really embraced this empty nest and didn't struggle with it that much. Yes. I've had moments of, you know, I miss things from when all of my kids were in my home and that kind of thing, but I embrace more now rather than dwell on the past. I embrace the relationship that I have with my adult children now We have so much fun. I don't have to be the mom, the typical mom with them now. I can be the mom who gives them advice rather than tells them to clean their room. And you, as, as a parent, you have worked for 18 or however many years to get your child to the point where they're self-sufficient and where they can do and use the information that you've given them, the knowledge, the wisdom that you've imparted all of these years. And for me, it felt like I was doing my children a disservice if I sat there weeping and crying and feeling sorry for myself, because that that laid guilt on my children rather than me embracing what it is now something I can't change. You can't change the fact that your children are going to be adults and they're going to leave your home and they're going to have their own life. You can be part of that life and you can continue to help them navigate. It's just a different dynamic. And it's so exciting when you get to that stage with your children. And not only are you at that stage with your children, they can see you're still a model for them. So mm-hmm. if you sit there and you wallow in self-pity, your kids feel bad about it. They can't enjoy their own adulthood and their own next journey because they're feeling bad about you and they're worried about you. And then you can't embrace this new, wonderful season with your children and the new season that you can create and be who you want to be or who you wanted to be and reclaim that person that you always wanted to be. 
Yeah, I think that's so, so true. And I love the way that you have approached it. I think finding that balance is mm-hmm. so perfect. To that, I, so my youngest daughter, she was over here for nearly four years with us and it was her choice to go back to Australia. Mm-hmm. My other daughter is there and she was at university over there and they now live together with their, my sister, their auntie. And so she really wanted to go back and she's about to apply to become a flight attendant and she's got her um, work goals set out. However, what I love about the balance that I just mentioned was that I know she still grieves and mm-hmm. I still grieve, but we're both hitting milestones and reaching goals, which yes. I, we talk about those. But then what I love is that we're able to create a space for each other to safely talk about what we miss. And mm-hmm. I said to her the other day, you know, I have a plastic water bottle which should have gone into the recycling when you left, but it has your name on it because mm-hmm. she pulled it out and wrote her name on it so no one else would drink from it. And to me, that just sits up in my cupboard yes. because I remember what that signified, you being present. And she'll say, well, yes, other girls at work, they go and have coffees with their mum. And I love talking to you, mum, every day on on Messenger via video, but I really miss that connection. And I think... Part of that is we talk through our emotions. As I said earlier on, it's so much better to do this rather than just running away or ignoring them and pretending everything is right. So I think when you get to that stage where you are doing phenomenal things for yourself and creating your own life, yet you still are realistic that sometimes the pain will resurface. You might Mm -hmm. be triggered by looking at a photograph or hearing a song or walking into a shop that you went to together. And that's okay to acknowledge that as well. It makes us understand that who we are at any given moment is absolutely okay and Uh that acceptance it allows us to then flow into maybe a a state that's a little bit more joyful after that exactly and I'm not saying by any means don't like I'm not saying suck it up buttercup just get over it kind of thing at all I am saying yes you feel this way you have these emotions just be careful how you present that to your yeah. children because yeah. you do not ever want to lay guilt on your children for yes. being adults and yes. making their own way in the world because you raised them to do just that yeah. and that you have done your job. Yes. And if you've done it well, like my boys are so, I'm so proud of them as a mom. Yes. Do they still make mistakes and do I still be a mom to them? Absolutely. I I still get on to my 28-year-old son like he's 10 sometimes because I'm like, dude, grow up sometimes. But the fact is he, like they all, all three of my boys have so much to give me now. Yeah. Not just that little kid love, that little kid joy. They have wisdom that they can share with me because they have created their own life path. And now we can communicate as an adult, you know, just like you talk to your daughter and I'm sure you have wonderful, rich, deep conversations. That is so, it's such a great feeling when you can have that with your children. And I have different conversations with my different children and it's, it's a different dynamic with each of the three of them, but it is so fulfilling 
in a different way with each three of them. Each of I the couldn't three agree more. I couldn't agree yeah. more. And and you're right. If we are too much into our uh, our bad feeling emotions with our kids, they're going to feel a, a level of responsibility for us, which doesn't need to happen. If a woman is doing this. All that's happening is that she is remaining in her role as the mother that she once was. She's mm-hmm. not accepting that you are still a mother, but the rules around, I won't say rules, but how you are a mother has changed. So now with what we've been talking about, you need to find yourself. You are not that person. No matter how much we long to be that person, we're not going to go back to it. Mm-hmm. But as you just said, there is so much fulfillment to be found with getting to know your now adult children. And I do believe that once we, because I saw this within my own circumstances, I was still speaking to them like they were still under my roof, like they were still a little bit smaller. But then I realized the error I was making. So I decided to speak to them as adults and Mm -hmm. It just changed the dynamic. They're now wanting me, they're now calling me more. They're now, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, when I don't give advice, they ask for it. You know, that was a hard one at first, just shutting up when I offer a a way to fix their problem. But I just go, oh, I'm sure you'll figure it out. And I almost hear in their mind saying, what the heck, mom? Come on. I know. I know. Come at me with solutions. Right. Um, And I, Sometimes I will talk through that with my children. Okay, so what are you going to do about that? So how do you want to handle this? Um, Tell me what your next steps are, those kind of questions. And you can still be part of that process. You just have to be like a little bit removed from it and not in the same capacity that you once were, definitely. But I think, you know, as we were talking, don't lay that guilt on your kids and don't make them have to figure out how to make you okay. That's why you created your Facebook group or or whatever group it is you have. And that's why I created my Facebook group because we know what the other woman is going through and we can be each other's support. And if you want to come in there and you want to cry and whine about your children being gone, do it there, not yeah. to your kids. And that way your kids can enjoy their journey. And exactly. and you can talk to someone who can support you and help you through it because they know what you're going through. Your children, yes, they are excited about their life and they may, they're going to miss you and they're going to miss being home. My middle son really struggled with that. My oldest son, he was gone. He was like, I'm going to the military. I'm done. I don't, yeah, see ya. Um, my middle son really struggled with that for a long time after he left and he would come home every weekend and he just really had a hard time like doing his thing, not because he couldn't and not because he wasn't good at it. He just really had that same little bit of, um, you know, I I think he, it it was a loss for him, I think. And even though he knew what he was going to do, but even at that like women understand women who are going through this and you, your kids are never going to understand the way you feel. So don't even try, don't even try to make them feel that way or understand your feelings because the love of a mother, the depth of emotions that a mother feels is something that you can never explain to anyone. And only another mother can know that. Um, 
So you'll like this. You'll like the synchronicity of it. Today, it's 36 years since my mother died. She died when I was 16. One of the things to me that she said, it was the day before. She had a sudden stroke, so she didn't know she was going to pass away. One thing she said to me was, and it was in front of another random woman who she didn't know, she said to this random woman, there is no greater love than a mother for her child. Mm-hmm. And the next day she died, but they are that is the last sentence or one of the last sentences that I remember from her. And and I think it sums this up nicely. I don't I think my mum was right. You know, sorry, husband, and whatever. It's a different kind of love for my it husband. Is. Um, but in relation to my children, for me, there is no greater love. Right. And that's the way God made it. He made us. He made the moms to feel that specific way. Yes, dads love their kids just like so much. But when you have that motherly connection, it's just, it's an amazing thing. And only another mother can understand that. So definitely. All right. So give us one last piece of advice. Hmm. Choose to be more than the empty nest challenge you're experiencing. I love that. I think that's probably going to be my quote that I use for my promo because that is amazing. That, yes, exactly, exactly. All right. So tell us, how can we connect with you? And I will have all of this information in the show notes, but I want you to verbalize it as well. Yeah, sure. Well, the website is inspiredemptynest.com. And that has all the links there. But I do encourage women who are experiencing this phase and do want more support to find the Inspired Empty Nest Mums group on Facebook. Wonderful. Wonderful. It has been such a pleasure. We have, like, this time has flown. Like, we have (laughs) talked for a long time because it's just God led. And I didn't even, you know, I keep my little notes over here, my questions, just in case there's a lull. I never use them anymore. And I didn't even look at them this time for sure, because when I say organic and God led like that, it usually is. And we don't even have to work at it. What a great conversation. Thank you so much, Bobby, for being on. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you came on here and we were able to connect today. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure. You're so easy and lovely to talk to. And I think we're a lot alike. And just keep going with everything you're doing because you're providing such a wonderful service to women. You as well. And I would definitely like to talk to you a little bit more about this empty nest um, Mm -hmm. preparation. That is like, that is not something I have like, not a way I've ever framed it, but Mm -hmm. I love that because Mm -hmm. I'm all about professional development. You know, I'm an educator, so I'm about teaching adults. That is my passion. And so definitely want to talk to you more about that. Thank you, Mel. All right. Thank you all. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.